back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute 138 of part four, Change Machine. It is going to start with Martha saying that she went to the Daily Planet And then the minute is going to end with Lois admitting her depression to Martha that she can't continue to work. Um, And so uh, there's so many ways I want to approach this minute. Um, Obviously, this is going to start about three minutes between Lois and Martha. So tomorrow and and Friday's episode is also going to be about this conversation. And... Uh, it's a pretty important conversation, I think, not only in, in the film for, for Lois Lane, but also in the history of the death and return of Superman that we've been talking about um, this week. And, um, you know, I, I, of course, I really want to talk about this minute as Lois Lane and Martha Kent talking. Um, there is an elephant in the room that will happen next week. Where? Get it out of here. What? Get that up. Okay. Oh, no, the sorry. elephant came through that giant window in the door. So, yeah. you know, it, there was no hiding from it. It could see right through the frosted pane. Oh, but man. Um, that frosted pane would stand no chance. No chance. The elephant. elephant would just get in. There's no stopping. It'd be like snuffle up, I guess. It'd just be like, hey, how's it going? Um, so, but uh, yeah, the, you know, it, it's one thing to be like, oh, this is a, you know, how do we talk about this minute as Lois and Martha? But then there's also that conversation of this being General Swanwick and Lois, right? So there's the other Martian Manhunter okay. part of it. I need, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't want that mindset to be so close-minded, if if no, I no, can no. say that in a manner of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I want that idea to remain in our minds as Swanwick being. <laughs> As cliche, no, as cliche oh. as it sounds, a guardian angel per se, and especially like over Earth as well. Like it's <laughs> it's Shrek right now. There are so many layers to what is happening <laughs> on screen. Um, so yeah. yeah, you're right. It is a lot to unpack. I think we're uh, really fortunate to spend three episodes uh, unpacking it. Um, because like you said, it is uh, important for mm-hmm. this uh, death and return of Superman story because it is something that isn't really apparent at the time. And if this story is supposed to be one of the best-selling comic book stories ever, um, it is supposed to change with the times, right? And adapt. And just like how you're supposed to do all storytelling, you kind of mix it to fit with times and whatnot right yeah and 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 i'll you know there's only one part of of today's minute that i do want to consider for martian manhunter um and i'll just i'll just ask that right now and get it out of the way because it's the only part i want to talk about and it's right in the beginning of the minute where um diane lane not lois lane martha kent tells lois lane Amy Adams, that she went to the Daily Planet to collect Clark's things. Um, she says, I don't know why. Now I don't know where to put all of it. Which is strange because why would you go to the Daily Planet 
when Lois Lane is there, right? I mean, you guys talk to each other. You could either meet with Lois there or bring it, but then it's like, I, I both. I think it's legally. Whether, I think it's legally. She's next oh, okay. of kin. I think it's legal. I, I, I that would make that's okay. I'm okay with just thinking about it like that legally. Um, yeah, but then also my mom, if my a, mom's got to come pick up my stuff from work that I had to leave there because I was lost in the rubble. Um. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's sounds an right to me. <laughs> motive, whether or not it's it's uh, Martha or Martian Manhunter, um, is is that it's the ulterior motive suits both of them, right? They went to the Daily Planet not really to pick up Clark's things, but to see if Lois was there working to check in on her. Um, you that know, could be, yeah, that, that works as well. Um, it works for both of them. I just also had a light bulb go off in my head. What if, um, like, Martha still just went to the Daily Planet, real Martha, to actually do the legally correct thing of picking up Clark's stuff um, and just decided not to stop at, lois's apartment you know what if they're both grieving in their own ways and martian manhunter was just like sorry jean was just like oh let me uh whoop like martha gets in the truck goes off that way and or i guess on a plane <laughs> she can't she's not driving the metropolis right yeah i i, I think <laughs> and that's the other thing and martian that's another manhunter... thing did martian manhunter is he is he telling a little fib <laughs> is he fibbing yeah, he, he he would go there to see both of them would go there to see if Lois is still there. Obviously, Martian Manhunter is not collecting Clark's things and taking it somewhere he can't go, right? You know, it's like, first of all, you're not really Mar Martha, so you shouldn't be taking anyone's stuff. Right. So the real Martha probably did go to the planet to claim things legally. Um, but also, she probably didn't even have to because Lois was there. Or, or Lois could have done that, but... Either way, they went there to see that Lois was not working at the planet any longer, or just on hasn't been there. Furlough, maybe less sabbatical. Sabbatical would probably be yeah. the uh, the best term for it. Yeah, we're assuming so she's like tenured in her own way, right? She's got a con yeah. She's under contract. The only that's the only question I had for for this minute regarding the whole Martian Manhunter bit. Um, besides that, I think this is a really great. Thing, just in general, a really great thing concept that that Lois and Martha um, grieve together in the passing of Clark Kent Superman, which is strangely not something that we see often in the death of Superman. And there's been plenty, right? Uh, multiple iterations. I mean, obviously, the original being uh, Reign of the Superman. We've been talking about that. Um, I. I don't know, Nate, if you found anything in, in reading the collected work of the, the return of Superman. Um, there was some there's something that can be, I think, comparable to it. And I couldn't I, I honestly can't remember where it was in the book um, because and that's kind of telling because it obviously wasn't a long enough dealing that would would, <laughs> you know, in comic book terms, like. It's not a two. It's it maybe is it's it's a two pager. It's not it's not half the book, which you know, would should be something like that or a, an entire issue devoted to that. Anyway, mm -hmm. no, there was there was some conversation between Jimmy and Lois, um, 
And it was just kind of just a repeat of uh, saying, I can't believe it happened. Uh, I would feel more comfortable if they at least found Clark's body. Like, uh, why, why, is, why couldn't they fight? He's lost in the wreckage, yada, yada. Lois isn't mm-hmm. working. You know, she's really upset. He was my best friend. Do to do to do. Um, but then I think the more pressing matter of that conversation is um, I think Jimmy is trying to uh, encourage Lois to get back out there. Um, which obviously, which yeah, yeah, which is good if it's, you know. And from the reader's point of view, we're like, no, she was dating Superman. Like, what are you talking about? Like, who's what do you mean? Uh, but from Jimmy's, it's like, ah, a coworker died. I guess you should start dating again, maybe. Um, oh, that's what you meant. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, that's get totally back out the there. no, yeah, that's totally uh, what I get was back going out for. there. I, I thought you were talking like get back out there to be a hero job? no like as a journalist no, yeah, no, no. Not it get was back it was out there. it was date because then i'm pretty sure That's, there was little uh, subplots okay. of lois back. i'm sorry yeah <laughs> um i'm pretty sure there's like subplots or at least panels of lois uh, uh with other men and then you know when eradicator shows up she is like you look just like him what's happening and he's like oh, i am him lois i love you but i'm not him yeah it's a whole you know it's a whole thing, but what isn't there is a conversation between a fiance and a mother, um, mm-hmm. and also at that time uh, Martha Kent was like old old woman. You know, Martha and John were like old yeah. old old people, grandma grandpa. Um, so they were just like, oh dearie, uh, the television says so much. Why is everybody in my son's costume? Uh, <laughs> That was Martha Kent. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there is um, Superman Doomsday, which is another animated film, 2007. Um, and there is like a brief Lois and Martha moment. And really what it is is that uh, Martha is meeting Lois for the first time. And then also finding out that Lois really loved Clark Kent and knows that Clark Kent is Superman. So there's that, but there's there's no uh, propagating Lois to to go back out and and you know be a hero journalist, not go back right. out on the market. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's there's just like oh, I knew your son and I loved him very much, and I'm all very sad about this, and then. Martha Kent's just like, why don't you come in and I'll make you some coffee uh, at like 9 p.m. at night. So it's very strange to make coffee at that late at night. Nobody needs caffeine when they're having an anxiety attack. I'm going to tell you that right now. What if it's decaf? Um, <laughs> just maybe decaf. Um, there is Reign of the Superman, which is a movie in that DCAMU, like the DC animated movie universe. Um, and... Uh, that's like the Jason O'Mara Batman. Uh, Jay Oliva directed the Death of Superman movie in that one. I think Jay Oliva did also did the Reign of the Superman. I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on that. But that one has um, not a Lois and Martha moment, but it has instead a Lois and Wonder Woman moment because being based on the New 52, it started out with that Superman Wonder Woman uh, love angle and uh of course wonder woman 
is is asked to meet with Lois, uh, Wonder Woman immediately just starts, you know, being honest and it's just like, oh, you came here to talk about how we used to have a relationship. And Lois is like, first of all, no, I didn't know that. Second, I don't really care. I'm here to meet with you about the Eradicator and, you know, Superboy and all that stuff. And Wonder Woman's like, oh, okay. Oh, glad we're, you know, we're not talking about that. Um, so again, it's not really a reconciliation. It's more so just like, I've already come here to continue being a hero. So it's another different angle. Um, Superman returns, Brandon Routh. Uh, he, he, that dies and at the end of that film as well for a bit um that too has no interaction between lois and martha and so that leaves us with the only other one which would be uh the justice league 2017 theatrical version um that one does have a lois and martha scene and not only is it completely offensive to lois lane as a character but it also makes no damn sense uh, what Lois Lane says in that minute. And so just to kind of paraphrase, I mean, we get the, you know, Clark thought you were the thirstiest reporter out there, which is flagrant. Um, and then there's Lois explaining why she does what she does. And she says, I see it more than just work. I see it more than just a puzzle. I see it as the truth. It's like seeing the engine of the world while it's still running. I and then 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 the scene ends. Like I don't I don't understand what that means as far as like finding out the truth of things, trying to, you know, trying to be a good person. It sounds like someone who wrote dialogue that was completely all about logic and not about feeling which is, um, this is supposed to be an emotional moment. It's supposed to be very tender. And you have someone talking about, I'm a journalist because it's like looking at a car engine while it's still running. What does that have to do with truth? I don't, it's, it's I think so it was silly. just, I think it was trying to mirror in some way, mirror a passion that the two of them shared. And that's why they loved each other. Uh, she saw that Clark really liked being a hero, and that was the best thing that he could do, and the best thing that Lois can do is be a journalist. So, you know, it would make it would make Clark happy. You know, that's Clark would like to see me continue working. That I think it's that idea instead of like, okay, let's not have Lois Lane all depressed and sitting in her apartment, like crying over his old costume and, and whatnot. Like, we can't do that. This is still supposed to be uplifting. Like, he was the There's hero. nothing uplifting He was the hero it. and died, you know? His death is supposed to inspire us, which it it does, and it is. It's it just... inspired Batman in this version of the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> it doesn't... In both Batman and Lois, the, the dialogue that they say doesn't... It doesn't... Um, doesn't seem like it's based on their want to be, you know, inspired by Superman. Um, that's what we would want. We would want Lois to say that, you know, I'm still out there because I have a job to do to do the right thing. To do the right thing would be like in bold. Like that's what Clark as Superman always did was like 
he wanted to do the right thing. That's what the Man of Steel Superman we've talked about. And when we look at Lois Lane in both Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice, we see someone who shares that same characteristics. It's something that they bonded over. Um, that's what they are at their heart is being a good person or wanting to do the right thing and wanting to do the good thing. And um, I don't get that from from what Lois Lane says in that 2017 version. It seems more like I I do it because I get to see how the world is, which is uh, just like what you just observe conflict all the time. Like it wasn't to actually resolve anything. You just want to see the the ugly side of, of things. It's kind of a strange way to, to, to grieve or, or to even tie back into the death of Superman and how you're coping with it. Um, so it's, it's just an all around like awful reshoot where it just has like filler dialogue to be like, Oh, I'm being, you know, my characters are being emotional. It's like, man, you really cut this minute that we're talking about today. Like you cut that out for what you put in and it, and for it to have like zero emotional attachment is uh it's just not good it just doesn't work no it just shows so. like a like a big just disconnect um yeah yeah i mean that's just but i it's just so different and unfortunate that uh we should well again well we consider ourselves lucky that we have this um because this right <laughs> <laughs> that we have this yeah and it's um it's it's a beautiful location as well i mean there's something i really like about you know, the only lighting coming from the window in this minute, um, this beautiful apartment with all these books and, you know, like the, the cups of coffee have like this steam coming off of it. Like if you look and compare it to the minute that's in the 2017 version, you've got like this very uh, luminescent office. Um, they have like cardboard cups of coffee um, it's obviously just a prop to have on the table for the actors to 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 make motion with. Um, but here, there's a very cozy atmosphere with this apartment, even though there's a grieving layer to it that it that it's in mourning. You're in the shadows. We've lost the light of Clark Kent, so we're here in 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 the silhouettes. But the coffee, the steam coming off of it into the light, there's so much being played around with with the lighting that it makes it comforting as as if you needed that weighted blanket as you're grieving um versus the other scene which is just so um sharp yeah that it it's hard to really invest emotionally at all and then and then the dialogue doesn't even support it so um just this min these three minutes we'll be talking about have this atmosphere to it and I believe this is a there's a photograph of this scene somewhere before the Snyder Cut was actually released that everyone would say like, oh, we never got this scene. Um, and it's it's definitely one of the frames of these three minutes of Lois and Martha here at this table. And it's it's just it's just a lot better cinematically and um, also in the screenwriting. I, I agree 100 um... percent. I think the uh, the somberness is is needed. Um, 
it also kind of uh, should be a little bit of a tell to just how long the passage of time is. Um, if it's the same, pa- like if you're thinking about 2017 and it's the same passage of time and it's like, okay, did Lois just like, what, maybe two days, a weekend, and then she was back to work on Monday and everything, all the fluorescent lights and she was back in Skype, you know, whatever, just like bright colors and, and, and oversaturation and, and whatnot. Um, it just doesn't give you that idea of what a character is going through, um, especially when you think about later on in the film when said character comes back. And it's like that is supposed to be the bright shining moment and the light coming back, like you just said, Mark. Um, but like if you were still already bright, shining, and oversaturated with light already, then like him coming back falls extremely flat. Um, yeah. So because it's, I remember it, yeah. the trailer being like you know the world is in mourning after the death of superman you see like there's the buildings with the giant black flag of the right. s on it and you know everyone's in mourning. even suicide squad right with that t-shirts yeah. and yeah. stuff being like you know this person died and it's such a big thing for for lois lane to just be sitting in an office break room saying oh i'm i'm still being a hero she said in Man of Steel, if she's not wearing a flak jacket, she doesn't feel like she's actually doing the right thing. So to do Lois Lane on the job still would would be rather having her uh, in some regard trying to to keep in contact with Batman or or, or do something about Lex Luthor still. Uh, there has to be something where she's more involved in the story. No, in, in this movie, in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, she's depressed. She's representing the rest of the world that's mourning the, the death of Superman. Not um, not just Lois Lane, but she be, she personifies everyone in, in this moment. Um, and so does Barry Allen as being like someone who looked up to him and now he's gone. Um, but Lois Lane is, is like, super duper depressed and this is this is the way that we're going to go about it so it works here um it could work with lois lane you know continuing to to be vigilant and i think we get that in the uh reign of the superman movies so kind of the better take of it where it's just like yep just get back out there um and there's not a so bigger much... mystery with that one though yeah. there's like you know there's 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 Superman the imposters, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's all these things. It's yeah. so that's that. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, a depressed Lois Lane would also make so much sense as well, and uh, this is it. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you know everything that we experience at the end of Dawn of Justice, where you know he says, "You are my world." He sacrifices himself, killing Doomsday. It should be this heartbreaking, right? Like it's like emotionally, like the, both of them look um, very distraught, tired, uh, depressed. You know, uh, both actors are wearing very minimal makeup uh, in this scene. Hair is just let down. Um, a lot of them are in comfy clothing, um, having that cup of coffee. Like they're dressed to look depressed, and so that's. Uh, that's, that's the, that's the method we're going for. Um, 
So it's in my opinion, this is uh, this is the best, um, I, I guess, response to the death of Superman. I think Lois and Martha could have. I think historically, so as well. yeah, in all media. I think so as well. Um, it's definitely needed. Uh, yeah, it really is supposed to just mimic what you as the onlooker of seeing this hero and his death, uh, it's supposed to be. So I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. All right. We're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.